Welcome to this week's edition of Hockey Unfiltered, the podcast with Ken Campbell. I am the sidekick. I am Monty Python's biggest dickest to Ken's Pontius Pilate in the life of Brian. Today we're going to be talking about the Leafs. Can they stay alive? Why the second round sucks? The Blackhawks get the number one overall pick. And should we just stop it with complaining about the officiating? I mean, hello, death and no. taxes. Oh, no? Oh, So I guess we already did the last topic just right there yeah. because we're just basically going to argue about it then. Okay, good. Yeah, good. Well, yeah. That, no, that'll make for good. Uh, that'll make for good. Whatever this is. Yeah, talk podcast. talk into the microphone. Sorry, <laughs> I got to move my chair up. Or, or, or no, it's go. good. It's good. It's good. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, how's it going? Good. Uh, well, it's going well. How are uh, you doing? I'm doing good. Yeah. No, <laughs> Superman does good. You're doing well. Uh, excuse me. I do a podcast with you. I do good. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Got him. <laughs> Every time I hear that music for our intro, I marvel at the fact that you wrote and performed it all by yourself and, and recorded it all by yourself. Well, I'm a man of, of, of one or two talents. That's about it. Yeah. Yep. yep. Yeah. I'm yep. highly specified in what I'm good at. Yeah. And apparently music is not it. Right. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So should we get right into it? Uh, the Leafs played last night. Are you donating those pads over there to who are you donating them to? Uh, there's one of my students' dads told me about an organization called Seaside Hockey. Oh, yeah. I know about that. Yeah. Run by Kirk Brooks. Okay. So I called them and yeah, I didn't yeah, get yeah. a response back. Oh, really? Well, yeah. I, I know the guy. I'll call him. Call him for me. Okay. Yeah. Because I got those pads. Okay. Well, it's, it's kids. So I'm not sure that any of them would fit into pads that big. Well, but, surely there's some yeah. kids that are and, older. And, and they also would probably like pads uh, that don't give up goals all the time, that actually stop the puck. Oh, wait a minute. That's the guy wearing them. That's the guy wearing them. Sorry. Man, you changed it. I had the comeback, and then you changed it again. Yeah. Just, it's like you saw the, the twinkle of a comeback in my eye, and you're just like, you know what? I'm going to change this around. Oh, are you? Yeah. yeah. All yeah. right. Well, okay. that's fine. Um, wow, sick burn, Kenny. <laughs> sick burn. No, well, I got the pads, and I go through sticks regularly. But when, I, when I'm done with the stick, the stick – how about I put it this way? It would last zero more skates in my hands facing my shots. Right. A kid could get two years out of it. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Right? Yeah, so, yeah if, he, if he felt like using a 35-pound wooden stick instead of, like, a good one. Mo- most of these leagues, that's what they give the kids. If, if oh, the, is that? Yeah, yeah. If the kid okay. is trying out goalie or something like that, they're yeah. still giving the kids those wood sticks. So, Well, anyways, I'm, I'm going to use this as, a, as an opportunity to plug Seaside Hockey. Yeah, it's a it's a great program. It's it's here in Toronto. Yeah, and what they do, and I I've actually written a story about a kid by the name of Shamar Moses who was drafted in the first round by the Barry Colts. I wrote it for the Toronto Star. I don't know when it's coming out. Probably very soon after the Leafs get eliminated, which will be tomorrow night, as we all know. Um, and um, <laughs> and anyways, it's 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 a it's a it's a program that Kirk, a guy by the name of Kirk Brooks runs. Yeah, it's for you know disadvantaged youth in in the Toronto area in the Malvern. If you're not from Toronto, sort of Malvern East End area, uh, and what they do is they just basically have hockey skills development, and they've 
They've applied, and they also have a house league because they've applied to the GTHL, the Greater Toronto Hockey League, to get yeah. into the league. Yeah. Uh, so you have to start with a house league. So they have a house league. But Kirk was telling me, I think they've got, I, I don't know, 150, 200 kids. And like 40 of them next year are going to be playing single A with the Toronto Arrows organization. Oh, and, nice. And, and Seaside Hockey is going to help subsidize their um, their their registration fees. So it's, it's a great program. Like hockey... Yeah. So often we hear hockey is not for everyone, and so often it's not. Yeah. But in this case, it's one of those things where hockey actually is for everyone. Well, it's not for the rich in this case. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, joking aside, actually, uh, I would like you to put me in touch with the fellow mm-hmm. because I was also going to offer to volunteer uh, goalie coaching. Again, again. Um, Who wants that? They, they probably want guys that sort of can help the kids stop the puck. Oh, hey, kid, here's how you get out of the way of the puck. <laughs> you know, <laughs> you know, honestly, so I've, I've, I've made this joke before, which is that goaltending completely ruins your survival instincts <laughs> because you get in the way of the puck. I, I was like, if somebody was going to shoot yeah. me with a crossbow and yeah. miss, I would jump in the way of the bolt and die. Wow. I hope I'm I hope he's shooting at me when that happens. <laughs> <laughs> I met you a guy. Would do that for I met me, a guy Dylan. that took you a bullet for Reagan, eh? Oh wow! Did you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Camping at Lake Superior. Wow. He was from Michigan, so Lake Superior Provincial Park, right? Which okay. you should be well familiar with because it's you know kind of your end of the province. Well, not it's more closer than my end of the province. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Yep. And uh, anyways, and yeah, so there was a guy at the campsite next to us, really, really great guy. Yeah. And uh, and. One day, my you know, my dad's like, he took a bullet for Reagan. I was like eight. I didn't know what that meant. And then when I was like 15, I said to my mom, I was like, did we meet somebody that took a bullet for Reagan? Wow. She's like, yeah, he was camping with us. Wow. What a, yeah. Interesting. He was one of the Secret Service guys? Yeah. Wow, that is cool. Just a jolly, nice dude, kind of, you know, rotund, gray beard, gray hair, kind of, yeah, yeah. you know, sweet guy. But, uh, geez, I mean, you know. Faster than a speeding that bullet, as it 19, turns out. That was 1980, I think, right? That it would have been like 98. No. No, no, that I was camping. Oh, I him. see. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, Wait yeah, till yeah, I finish yeah, my yeah, sentences yeah, yeah, before yeah. you refute me. Okay, we're off the rails. <laughs> okay. Off to the leaves. Totally. Yeah. Totally. As yeah. we are wont to do. <laughs> How did want that happen? Oh, my God. How did, like... It's like dots. checkmate connect in three moves, dots. eh? Yeah. 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 <laughs> Talking about Reagan in three moves. Yeah. Did you see the clip about him condemning assault weapons? Never mind. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, which means, yeah, okay. Well, yeah, we're not going to get on that. <laughs> yeah. Because then we'll be here all day. We'll be here all day. Um, all right. So Toronto Maple Leafs won last night. By the way, we need, to, we need to address the elephant in the room. I said Leafs sweep. Boy, do I... Do I do I feel like quite the boob today? Today. Yeah. Yeah. I don't normally feel like a boob. Yeah. 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 Which makes you realize what my boob tolerance is. <laughs> <laughs> so to feel like one today must be like really, really special. Right. Um Yeah, I said leave sweep. I didn't think that I didn't think that Florida had this in them. I well, yeah, I I thought the Leafs were gonna win. I predicted yeah. them to win. Yeah. I, I, I think I said in six. I think you said five or six, yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, so the Leafs win. Yay, Leafs. They won last night. So the series is now going to go five. So the game looked... They're going to lose. 
I, they're going to lose. And they're, they're going to lose, lose, whether it's five or it's and six. And they're probably yeah. going to lose tomorrow night. I agree with you. Yeah. Um, so, so a couple of things on that, a couple of thoughts on that. One, as you know, I've uh, been critical of Paul Maurice's coaching. Yep. And I've been critical of Sheldon Keefe's coaching. The fact that Sheldon Keefe is currently being outcoached by Paul Maurice is maybe a scathing indictment on Sheldon Keefe. I don't know. I mean, Paul Maurice has been a coach in these situations for a long, long time. He's gone to a Stanley Cup final. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, he knows he knows what works and what doesn't at this time of year. I mean, everybody yeah. got on. Everybody got on Sheldon Keefe. So the same people who said that the big four were doing nothing. Yeah. Which they were doing. Yeah. Got on Sheldon Keefe's case because he started the third line for overtime in game three. Yeah. Well, pick, pick, a lane. pick one. Pick yeah. one. Like, okay, if the big four is doing nothing, which they were, yeah. then if David Kampf and Sam Lafferty are your best forwards, then why not go with guys like that? Yeah. If they're the ones who are playing that night, yeah. you know, they can score an overtime goal too. They're capable. Can we address the, the trade rumor? I mean, it's, it always one? comes up. It's, it's McAvoy for Nylander? Or no, what, no, what? just, Which? yeah, Nylander being traded. Right. And uh, he is, for the last three years, the only guy that consistently shows up in the playoffs. He's been their best, he's been their best player. Like by, by a wide by, margin. By far. Yeah. By far. Yeah. By far. So, um, really, you guys are worried about lack of playoff success? And you're going to trade the one player that's had Well, the only thing success? is, the only thing is, 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 He's been a beast. I think think a lot of that is born out of the fact that he would be the easiest to trade. trade. Yeah, because he's the best. Well, and and he makes the least money. Right. Right? So So maybe that's the guy you keep. Yeah. yeah. (laughs) I don't know. Call me crazy. Yeah, yeah. Maybe. Yeah. 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 I don't know. I I think, you know. I I mean, there's been tons of chatter about this for for like the last. Every year it comes up. No, but but like now it's intensified after the Leafs went down 3-0. And to me... Like, no, you don't tear it apart. I mean, Steve Eiserman was 32. Alex Ovechkin was 32 when they won their first Stanley Cups. Right. Right? Steve Eiserman wasn't even the guy. Yeah. By the time he was winning Stanley Cups. Yeah. I mean, that was, you know, the Sergei Fedorov, Brendan Shanahan, everybody yeah. else team. Also, right? I believe that it's, it's pronounced Steve Azierman. Azierman. That's how Bill Clinton <laughs> pronounced it. That's how Bill Clinton yeah. pro- <laughs> Actually, there's a kid up for the draft next year, and he, he may actually go first overall named Cole Iserman from the US but it's E I S E R M A N so there you nice. go nice yeah um so anyways uh what was i saying oh um so so yeah Iserman so, and so like, were 32 you, yeah they were 32 when they yeah. won their first cups that My is a bit of an anomaly I'm because now. i mean Taves was 27 and Kane was 26 when Chicago won its last Stanley Cup Right. Out of that group. So what do you do? What do you do with this group? Right? Do you tear it apart? Of course not. Yeah. Of course not. Not for the sake of it, at Do least. you run it back exactly the way it is? No chance. Yeah. No chance. You can't. And, like, there's a happy medium between trade Matthews and Marner and fire Dubas and, and, and Shanahan and Keith and doing something else. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. Like, so to me, it, blowing it up is not what you do. Right. You're, you're not going to blow it up. That's That would be stupid and short-sighted, and no yeah. one's, no one's going to do that. Agreed. However, 
you can't like can you run it back with Sheldon with Brandon Shanahan as the president, Kyle Dubas as the GM, Sheldon Keefe as the coach, and William Nylander, Mitch Marner, John Tavares, and uh, Austin Matthews as your four core players? Like right back to what it was? Yeah. Like no. I mean, because those Detroit Red Wings that Steve Eiserman won with, they changed coaches. They changed GM. Of course. You know, Washington. Yeah. Washington took a while to get it right. You know, they finally landed on Barry Trotz and and uh, and and McClellan. Todd Mc, or, um, McClellan, the GM. Oh yeah yeah, 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 yeah. And so they they landed on those guys, and it took it took a while to find that. Yeah. But but like to suggest that. They have to blow it up is crazy, but to suggest that you would come back with the same, and and I'm not talking about nibbling around the the periphery here. Yeah, because like, you you're going to you, you got to do that every year. Yeah, every yeah. year, you know, a, a significant amount of your roster has to turn over because of the way the the league works now. Yeah, but if they lose this series and they come back with all of those pieces in the same place, I. I I'd be really surprised. So, as you know, I'm a goalie guy. Yeah. Therefore, as all goalie people are wont to be, a goalie apologist. <laughs> now, um, I remember, you know, uh, writing for Eyes on the Prize in regular seasons where Carey Price was struggling, right? And the narrative that I kept on getting back, the pushback that I kept on getting back of my writing, which was critical, and the pushback that I kept on getting back was... Well, that was a screen, and that was a tip, and that was a whatever, and that was whatever. And I'm like, it's the end of the year, and he's posting an 895. Yeah. I don't care that we can make an excuse for every individual shot. At the end of the day, it's simply not good enough. Right. He's like one of the lowest in the league for goals saved above expected. He's got a bad save percentage. He's got a bad goals against average. There is no stat that you can look at and say, well, actually, none. Right. And so I think that that's where you're at with these Leafs, which is like there is excuses and reasons that they lost every single round that they've lost. Yeah. You can turn around and say, well, last year Tampa was a juggernaut. You can turn around and say, well, you know, Boston was when they lost to Boston and Washington was when they lost to Washington. And you can turn around and make an excuse all day. But at the end right. of the day, like the, 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 the Columbus Blue Jackets found a way to win a series well, and, against Tampa. And... and- and you want to tell me that that's a better and, team? And and if if you subscribe to the theory, okay, you know, you give them one mulligan, you give them two, you give them three. But this is a. This is still the pattern that we're seeing, right? And B, this year is the indictment because it it is. It, I, I'm going to talk. I'm going to speak as though they're still alive, which they are. Yeah, it is there for them. Yeah. Like the path is there for them. It is. They didn't have to play Boston. They didn't even have to be the better team in the in the Tampa series. Like you'd think you get play outplayed five out of six games, you end up winning the series. Yeah. You would think that <laughs> yeah. you'd say, Okay, this is when we this is when we get it together. This is when we this is when we pull it together and we go on a run. My I always said, and I, I remember I was interviewing sadly, the late Ray Emery once. And I said to him, I said, you know what? I said, you guys have to play and have to beat the Toronto Maple Leafs in the playoffs before you can win a Stanley Cup. Yeah. And I said, and once that happens, it's game over. 
Yeah. It's game over. If it's the first round and they and they actually do it, they beat the Toronto Maple Leafs in a series, forget about the next three series. They're just going to mow through them. You know what I mean? I thought the Toronto's going to pop. And, 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 That's and, why I said sweet. Yeah, yeah. And, and so to me, yeah. I mean, they did it. They got, they, they did it. They beat, they beat Tampa yeah. in a series that really could have gone quite literally gone either way. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, and you'd think that you'd come back and go, okay, guys. Okay. We did what we did. We did. We accomplished what we've set out to not accomplish what we set out to do. We've, we've, we've gotten the monkey off our backs. Yeah. We didn't play our best. Now we get down to business. You know? Right. Yeah. And and like to me, I mean, I mean, it's not for a lack of effort. It's not a lack of effort. It's not that they don't want to win. It's none of those things because they try and they want to win desperately. But when I watch game three and it looks like, again, the moment is too big for them. That's a, that that is a that that is an indictment of the mental makeup. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like how can the moment be too big for this team now? It's yeah. been too big for them and they've gone through it and they've lived through it and they've lost and they've learned it should not be now. It should not be now. If you're going to be a team that fancies yourself as a legitimate Stanley Cup contender, then you play like a legitimate Stanley Cup contender. Yeah. When you when you're required to. So speaking of game three, you know, the 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 play that and I told you about this on the phone, but the play that just lives in my memory as just like as this team in a nutshell was um Ekblad coming around the right side of the net, Marner coming around the left side of the net, and uh well, actually, that's from my vantage point as a goaltender. Right. Vice versa. Okay. Whatever. Right? It's They're both vi- coming. It's r- vice versa. No, no, it's vice versa because I'm a. I'm no, a, it's vice versa. I'm, I'm a carpenter. It's vice versa. I'm a that's carpenter. The, that's so the same. Vice, vice. Ver- vice versa. Yeah. Okay. No, it's not. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I was like, there's no way that I've been saying this wrong my whole life. Irregardless, it's vice versa. <laughs> well, well done. Thanks. Well done. Yeah. Anyways, listen. I'm just trying to. I'm just trying to use Latin so that I can give my uh, my arguments some verisimilitude. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so, anyways, um, Marner's coming around one side. Ekblad's coming around the other side. It would turn into a fifty-fifty board battle. Uh, Bunting's coming behind Ekblad, and Marner just said, "Okay, Bunting can get it." Bunting's in a worse position, right? He's chasing down the play. Marner could have at least stopped up the play and there waited until Bunting got yeah. there. But but yeah. my point is is that I, I honestly and I I, I loathe I, I'm loath to say this because I normally I hate hearing GMs talk about intangibles and the guy's good in the room and you know, oh I know that the advanced stats are not as good or blah blah blah, but those eggheads can go suck an egg. I don't know. You know what I mean? Yeah. I normally hate yeah. this, but at the end of the day, maybe a guy like Marner you slightly lose a trade on. You get a guy like in the mold of, not necessarily because, of course, he's kind of rumored to go want to go to another team, but somebody like Pierre-Luc Dubois. Oh, God, yeah, no, no, that, no. You don't think so? What's Pierre-Luc Dubois done, ever done in a big game? Okay, so I will, tell you, I will tell you what the analogy is. I will tell, well, actually, Pierre-Luc Dubois was instrumental in beating the Tempe Lightning on the, uh, whatever. I will okay. tell you what the analogy is. Uberdo for Kachuk. Yeah. 
You cannot look me in the eye and yes, tell I can. me. Yes, I can. Pierre Luc Dubois is not. Matthew no, no. Hang Kuchuk. on, hang on. I didn't. I didn't say that. Yeah. Okay. I was going to say you cannot look me in the eye and tell me that Matthew Kachuk is in a vacuum a better hockey player than Jonathan Uberdeau. I I think he is. You think so? Oh, I think he impacts the game way more. Okay, but way more. That's not what I said. I said a better hockey player. Yeah, but in, in the a end. vacuum, in a vacuum, and so. If they lose the trade slightly, but bring in Matthew Kachuk, and you see how that's working out for them, I think it's the same thing with Weber for Subban. I think it's the same, and I think that that's what what Toronto needs to do right now is take a guy like Marner, a who, Selkie Trophy finalist who is probably sell high, yeah, well, sell okay. high. Okay, take that Selkie Trophy finalist. The, the only thing is, is that is and flip that, him for somebody that, that you, you flip any of these play. guys, you flip any one of these three guys. You know, if you decide. For whatever reason that you know that Austin Matthews isn't isn't interested in hanging around after next year, and you trade yeah. him before his no trade kicks in in July, you know whatever you're you're it's it's all it's a mugs game almost because you're just not going to get equal value. I have no doubt unless unless you're doing a. Um, you know, a, a, a Seth Jones for Ryan Johansson trade, which even then... It's, that was kind of goofy. Yeah. I mean, it, even then, it's like hugely... I have hugely. no doubt that if they trade Marner, Marner will go on to have an incredible career and potentially even win a Stanley Cup. Yep. The problem is, is that there's something rotten in the state of Denmark. Yep. And it needs to be fixed. Mm-hmm. My understanding, best way to do it, is listen to your dead father's ghost, kill your uncle... And, uh, yeah, and then okay, die yeah. in, a, in a mutual poisoning incident. Okay, okay. Yes, Dylan, you are so smart, <laughs> and you're so cultured, and so well-rounded. Wow. You know, it, it would uh, it, it would be easier. It's, it's easier for people to hear that because they don't see me drinking my Tims and, and, and in a ripped, stained yeah, shirt yeah, and pants. Yeah, 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 you have a rip in your shirt, yes. Yeah, and my pants. Jeez. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Not that anyone's looking. <laughs> All right. Should we move on from the Leafs? Um, yeah. I just. Closing remarks? Well, just closing remarks. Are, I, I, <laughs> I said it before the podcast. I would not be surprised if they come out on Friday night and are terrible. And, yeah. and lose. It and wouldn't lose. surprise me either. It wouldn't surprise me at all. That would be consistent with the personality of this team. I've referenced it before. A good friend of mine, Toronto Maple Leafs fan, said that uh, Toronto losing to Montreal in Game 7 was the most zen he's ever been in a loss. He just, he accepted the fact that they were losing well before the game. He had the game on, but he was just kind of doing dishes and puttering around the house while the game was on, which, I mean, for a a, a rabid Leafs fan in the playoffs, but he was just so zen about the loss. You know, and then afterwards I tweeted out, like, I'm happy for Dylan and Dylan alone, basically. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, that's kind of our relationship. But my my point is, is that um, that's that's this team. Yeah. He, he had no expectations that anything else would happen other than them just rolling over and dying in game seven. Wow. And, uh, <laughs> and they did. That and yep. they did, yep. and that's uh, rather unfortunate. Last thing I want to say about actually last night's game, they for, showed up. They showed up big time. Can I say something though? Yeah. Yep. The the stats, the advanced stats, expected goals, four percentage, Corsi, Fenwick, all of it, actually suggests that the Leafs only outplayed 
uh, Florida by a little bit. Oh, really? Okay. Which, yeah, no, I, yeah, I, yeah. I had yeah. the same reaction. I was, I wanted to see how much Toronto outplayed Florida by. I was expecting like a margin of like six, seven percent. It's actually about two percent, one to two percent, really. And so, um, yeah. It's that's not a good look for them. That that's well, no, that but was, I mean that. But I mean at that some was point, the definitive of their dominant performance. But at some point, you've got to give the opponent some credit too. Like, they're, oh they're, yeah, no, of course they're, try, they're trying to win the game. Too. Florida's playing amazing. They're, they're trying to win the game too. You know, Florida's playing amazing. Yeah. Even like you know the the slightly late Gudis hit, and I didn't think it was a penalty. By the way, I don't know how you felt about it. Uh, I'm mixed on it. I, the I, whistle was pretty quick. Yeah, it was. Yep. Right before the hit. But anyways, yeah. but even like that sort of thing, like like that's what, not to sound too too much like Don Cherry, but that's what winners do. Mm-hmm. They pound you into the ground. Right. Right. Because because they can, and we're going to get to that. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Um, <clears throat> before we move on, check out kencampbell.substack.com. You can get this podcast directly into your inbox every week. Well, the weeks that we record it. But you can also get just pretty well every week. It's a, yeah, but we're going into this summer soon. Yeah, we'll probably go down to every two weeks or yeah, something. Or something. Like yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But anyways, because um, we've got things to do, you know. Oh, you might. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't. Okay. Um, I assumed you, you did. You okay, we're recording every day. Like, you have a boat and a whole bunch of stuff. Yeah, well, you got a like. Just, you have interests. You have a motorcycle. I have interests. You have a boat. <laughs> You're a carpenter. Yeah. Oh, yeah. he's so cool. He's got a motorcycle and plays guitar. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'd yeah. be the most popular guy in the high school. <laughs> um, now I just sound like my name should be Scott or something deplorable like that. <laughs> well, Dylan's pretty. Yeah, I feel like pretty... Dylan is nice. Oh, I feel really? Like Dylan's yeah, got a yeah, nice yeah. ring to it, okay. you know, like Bob Dylan, you know? Yeah, okay. You know, the pump don't work because the vandals took the handles, right? You know? Mm hmm. Anyways, check out kemcampbell.substack.com. Check us out on Apple Podcasts. Don't forget to leave a review. We just got another review recently. Yeah. Five stars. The fellow's pretty happy with it, but thinks that I'm, I'm assuming he's talking about me because I've been the one, but thinks I'm a little hot on Jake Ottinger and that I should cool my jets a little bit. Well, he's right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but to be clear. But then Jake Ottinger came back. Last game he had was, a great game last game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. To, to be clear, I'm not. He's getting out goaltended by Philip Grubauer, so you you might want to rethink that. To be clear, I'm not crowning Jake Ottinger. I'm just saying that I've got my eye on him as the right. next one. I've got right. my eye on Carter Hart too. Right. If you were if you were putting together a list of the top twenty, um, Con oh. Smythe Trophy candidates to this point in the playoffs. Would there be a single goalie on that list? Uh, what are our goalies le- left? Jake Ottinger, Philip Grubauer, Brassois, Laurent Brassois. Well, he's hurt. He's oh Aiden yeah, Aiden Hill, Hill Aiden played Hill. last game. Aiden yeah, yeah. Hill. Aiden Hill started the last game. Yeah. Uh, Aiden Hill. Whoever whoever it is that New Jersey lands on. Stuart at Skinner, Stuart Akira Skinner. Schmid. Yeah. Uh, slash Vitek Vanacek. Freddie Anderson. Uh yeah, so like, twenty maybe Freddie Anderson sneaks in at twenty, I, I, or Ottinger sneaks in. At I don't 20. think so. Yeah? I, don't, I don't think that there's a single goalie that has distinguished. Your point in these is made. Playoffs. Your point is well made. In I the mean, Shesterkin, Shesterkin's the best goalie in the playoffs still. Oh yeah, so far he was yeah. great. Yeah. He was great. He was great. He put up like what a nine thirty something, nine thirty six or something. If he hadn't have gotten hurt, 
and could have helped the Leafs get out of this death spiral, then Samsonov might have made a point for himself. Hmm. He distinguished himself extremely well in the first round. He did. He did. And, uh, yeah, he outgoaltended a guy that many think is the best goalie in the world. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, and, yeah. and probably is the best goalie in the world. I mean, like, come on. Like, yeah, goaltending yeah, is yeah, a consistency until, thing. It, it's like the weather in Calgary, though. Like, in 10 minutes, it's going to change. Yeah, but goaltending is a consistency thing in the sense that, that to be the best goalie in the world, you don't have to be the best every single day. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. There were there were lots of times that, that Mike Tyson didn't hold a belt that nobody was ever guessing whether he was the best boxer mm-hmm. of his generation. Mm-hmm. So, anyways. Okay. Moving on. Uh, point well made. Jake Ottinger. Uh, I'm a big dum-dum. I get it. I know. I'm sorry. Not just for that reason, but yes. Oh, did I say just for that reason? <laughs> no, I... I for I, that, I, yeah, you should have said for that, comma, and a myriad of other reasons, comma. <laughs> I like your comma. I got a letter in the mail today, and it was handwritten. It was like a thank you note. Wow. And uh, let me put it this way. The person that wrote it, I could tell was not a writer. Okay. There's like three commas missing. And but it's still it's still sweet to get something like that. No, screw them. Okay. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. So moving on. Second round of the playoffs. Has slash why slash is it sucking? Sucked. Does it suck? Why? I. You know what? I actually don't know. Because, okay, you can sit there and go, okay, well, too many good teams are out. Okay, and it's because of the playoff format. The playoff format sucks, right? Right. Go back to one to eight. Well, if you go to one to eight, virtually the same. Boston still plays Florida. Boston loses, presumably. Carolina plays the, the Islanders. They don't uh, lose because they're not playing a wild card team. Yeah, yeah. And then <laughs> Vegas you know. still plays Winnipeg. So the, all those were already preset. Would Toronto have beaten the Rangers? You would think the way the Rangers were playing that. There's a good chance, I would say, with the Devils have Shesterkin beaten. Shesterkin played incredibly yeah, well, yeah. and Vasilevsky had not a bad series, yeah, but not a yeah. Vasilevsky no, series. Yeah, okay, and so okay. you could make the okay, argument so that maybe, just on the goaltending so strength the, alone, Toronto doesn't maybe, get out of the maybe, first round. So maybe maybe the Rangers win that series. Do the do the Devils beat Tampa? I I think it's maybe it's possible, probable. Yeah. You know, with the way it, that the Devils it, played, and in the it would have been it would have been Colorado, Minnesota, I think, and then Seattle, Edmonton. So, I, like, I just can't buy the argument that if you went one, if you changed the playoff format, things would be different right now. Yeah, because there's too many good teams out. I mean, the good teams that are the really good teams that are out, namely Tampa, or sorry, namely Boston, Colorado, and and to a lesser degree Tampa. Um. They they would have been out under any circumstances. Okay, you know I got something to say to that. So this concern about the good teams are out and blah blah blah. You know what I mean? The upsets and all yeah. the rest of it, it. It's it's really bogus because to be honest, the teams that made it through, the Florida Panthers, the Seattle Kraken, right? Those are the two specifically that I've got in mind. Um, to a lesser extent, the New Jersey Devils, but let's say Florida and Seattle for the most part. The te- the two, t- those two teams that made it through that that have proven that they belong here. Oh yeah, and so this this narrative of like 
it's not like a team that like kind of squeaked past the first round, beat out a better team on a hot goalie, and then just gets swept in the second round. Right. It's not that. Right. The right. teams that made it through, in Florida's case, are creaming the Leafs. And well, in Seattle's case, in, they're, they're right there. In Seattle's mean, case, they're right there. They and just in play New- with so much energy. Oh, my God. Like, I just cannot believe the amount of energy that team plays with. And in New Jersey's case, it's really goaltending's being the only real difference mm-hmm. in my mind. Yeah, so, yeah, right. so yeah. my point, my point is, is that no bad teams made it to the second round. No, that's my. No, point. yeah, that, yeah, you're right, right, yes. So yes. where's the problem? Right, correct. What's the problem yep. here? Yep. We're not going to see a sweep in the second round. You and I both predicted a sweep in this round. Yeah, I predicted Dallas was going to sweep Seattle, and you predicted that for- Toronto was going to sweep Florida. Yeah, yeah. Where's I mean, that happening? I mean, from that from that standpoint, like, let's be happy about that. Exactly. Right? But the games, the games themselves have not like the the most the least competitive series has had the most competitive games. Like right. Toronto Toronto Florida's had the most competitive games. I would agree with that, yeah. And the other series have just okay, well, we're going to beat you one night and then you're going to beat us the next night by five goals and then we're going to beat you by five goals and like it, it just it it's almost to me like, you know, you get down to nothing in the first period and it's like okay, well, I guess it's not our night. Let's you know, <laughs> let's just pack it in. Yeah. Um. But to me, like it just it's it's the vagaries of momentum are just so like it's just it's just there's just no thi- no momentum at all. Yeah. Like there's just none. Yeah. You know. Yeah. I um, mean the Oilers. The Oilers last night, to their credit, for the first time, did not have the attention span of a tsetse fly after <laughs> scoring a goal. Yeah. Like, I can't believe this team. Yay, we scored. Oh, what a great play we just made. Oh, man, that was awesome. We cycled the puck. We did all these things right. We got a five-on-five goal. That's great. Okay, yay. Okay, let's let them score 10 seconds later. Like, it's unbelievable. It's really it's really remarkable. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> I would say that Vegas Edmonton has had good some great moments. It's, uh, it's a nasty, nasty, nasty series. And w- is that not why we love playoff hockey? Well, I don't love when Alex Petrangelo tries to take the best player in the playoffs' arms off. Okay, there are there are limits. That's fair. Yeah. That's fair. Yeah. Like, okay, and a great example and I of hate, that. And I hate the bullshit after the whistles. I hate it. Uh, yeah. It doesn't add anything to the game. Yeah. It doesn't send any messages. It doesn't do anything. Yeah. I mean, and, and, and I completely agree. I mean, like, I defended Gudis's hit last night, but the nonsense by at the end of the game after the last whistle, yeah. that was yeah. deplorable in my mind. Yeah, and, they, and all they did was just give everybody two minutes roughing, and they gave Sam Bennett a 10-minute misconduct. Yeah. I, oh, you, I mean, you mean in the Florida-Toronto game? Or the they, Florida-Toronto yeah, game, yeah yeah, 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 at the very end of yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. So I, well, I, way I, to be creative, guys. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I, I agree with you. Um I get that there's a little bit of gamesmanship involved with that, but uh, yeah. I, I don't. I, I'd be I'd be just as happy to basically say if that happens again, nobody's playing the next game. Well, we'll find out later today what's going to happen. And, I doubt there's yeah. any supplemental discipline. Well, you might. Uh, the, uh, the prevailing thought is that either they're going to rescind nurse's suspension and not suspend Pietrangelo, which would be both of which would be a travesty. Yeah. Or that maybe they'll both get the next game. Yeah. In which case, Edmonton probably wins that. Yeah. Wins that trade. Yeah. You know? Um, 
but it's it's ridiculous. I mean, that was as as Connor McDavid said, that was as intent injure as you can get. Um, best three defensemen in the second round, all have beards. Big, big beards. Rad, are you putting Radko Gudis in that group? I am putting Radko. Well, he's got definitely got the best beard. Gudis, Burns. And Ekholm? And Ekholm. Ekholm's beard is epic. Stellar. Gudis is, is the best of those. Gudis is the best. Like, his beard is... He has the advantage of having dark hair, though. Yeah. That always makes beards look a little bit yeah, fuller. Yeah, he, he, his, like his I'm beard I'm thinking of is... dyeing my beard so that it can look a little bit more full. Oh, really? Yeah, Interesting. What do, you, what do you think? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I think you should shave half the time. It's all mangy and stuff. Yeah. You well, got to get more, like, you got to be more vigilant about forming it and shaping it and stuff. I I, uh... I think Radko Gudis is really good at that. I think that he is very good at that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like he probably uses all the various oils and. I honestly think that he's one of the better defensemen right now. Yeah. In, in the in this round of the playoffs. And, and and you know they they were close to trading him at the deadline. I know. And it might have been to Toronto. I know. I and know. that's another thing about the Leafs. They have nine defensemen. Maybe you can find six that are good. Yeah. Maybe. I don't know. But it's just me. But it's just crazy. And this if is you have thing. all these defensemen, you went out and got all these guys. You got all these defensemen, and you're apparently you're you have all these great defensemen. Find six that can play a game. They, the, this is the thing: is that the coaching staff does not seem to have any finger on the pulse of the team to know who might go that night and who might not. Because like, and the guy that was best at that that is, is the best coach in history at that is was Joel Quinville, in my opinion. Yeah. Well, he might be getting another shot. At some point. Yeah. Which, you know what? I mean, you can argue um, 10 ways to Sunday, whether or not. But I'm one for you do have to give a person a chance to redeem himself. There is redemption, right? I mean. Yeah, I agree with you. Craig McTavish spent a year in in jail for vehicular homicide. Yeah. And came back, won cups, was a coach and a GM. Yeah. And I don't think anybody's. You know, looks at Craig McTavish and goes, "That's a bad person." You know. Yeah, I think that I think that part of the trouble is the stakes. So let's let's bring this into the next subject, which is which is Chicago. Yeah, and Chicago won the draft lottery. Right. So has I... there ever been a less deserving team to get a superstar than than the Chicago than the twenty twenty three Chicago Blackhawks? Can I start no. off with no? There has something lighthearted on this. No. We're talking about serious things. Oh. Okay, go ahead. Hey, everybody. Light the lamp during the hockey playoffs with DraftKings Sportsbook. Right now, new customers can make a $5 bet and score $150 in bonus bets instantly. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and sign up with the code THPN. New customers can make a $5 hockey playoff bet and score $150 in bonus bets instantly. That's at code THPM, only at DraftKings Sportsbook. But I didn't think that I was supposed to be filtered. Oh, okay. (laughs) (laughs) Hence the name. Hence the name. Okay. But it's hockey unfiltered with Ken Campbell. Let's never forget that. But I'm the biggest dickest today. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, okay. So I've never seen a draft so sure of the number one overall 
that they've literally that uh, literally on the TV they said Connor Bedard to Chicago and oh, then no. interviewed him. I mean, McDavid was McDavid was Chicago. There was McDavid. some. There was no, some. There, there was some no, Eichel stuff there going was around. Not, there was no, no, but not. Mario I know Lemieux that there was number one. Uh, there, there been okay, but Mario Lemieux been, being drafted is a little before my time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know that there. I know that the Eichel stuff was largely media generated just right. to try to make a story. Right. But I'm just saying that it's so obvious that Bedard is number one yeah. that. The media isn't even trying to generate. Well, they're a already they're, are, they're, they're already like they've already got Bedard going down the down the line with a Chicago Blackhawks uniform on, going down the line to high five after a goal. That's pretty funny. They, they put it. They've you know put his head on somebody else's body. Obviously, yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, yeah, no. Also, yeah. Bedard is not small. It's funny, you know, like he's 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 not huge. But okay, so he's my but, height. Yeah, and and he's and he's very very strong. Like I, it's it's funny because I always thought you know you always thought Wayne Gretzky was on the small side. Yeah, but then like I remember the first time I saw him in person, it was like he's actually pretty big. Yeah, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, can I say that I'm four inches taller than Ty Domi? Sure. Well, I'm just saying though. Like we're we're saying that. How tall are you? I'm five foot ten. No, you're not. You're not five. You're not. No, Ty was taller than me, and I, you're four inches taller than I am. I thought I'm that five, Ty was five six. Uh, no, he wasn't five six. Okay, he wasn't well, five foot six. He was probably five eight. Okay, whatever. Um, I, you know, it's it's interesting how a lot is made of his size. Yeah, but at five foot ten, you know, you're within the realm. Right. And if and you're, 18, and if and you're strong as an old, ox, he might grow an inch or two still. Oh yeah, he might still grow an inch. Or I two. was he five might, nine when I was his age. Yeah, he might get to six feet. Yeah, that's but I doubtful, mean, the size to me, the size a, is is irrelevant in this case. Yeah, I mean, Caulfield's five six. He's not like it's weird because he's not the fastest skater. He's not the toughest guy. He's not you know like it, there's tough. there's nothing that he does <laughs> except for shoot and think the game that is like. So high above his peers. Yeah. Everything else is, you know, I mean, he does well, but he thinks the game at a level that nobody, like he's, you know, it's the proverbial, he's playing chess and everybody else is trying to Play move the black thing onto the other one. You know what I mean? And, and his shot, his shot, at, his, his shot, yeah, his shot is an NA, has been an NHL shot since he was 13. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. Anyway, so, so going to Chicago, yeah. winning this, um, your thoughts? Well, like I said, least deserving team to get a superstar that I can ever think of. Yeah, least deserving team for a couple of reasons. Number one, the the scandal. Yeah. Um, which I mean, so they should have been penalized more. They Agreed. sold in in the in the whatever number of hours after they after they got Connor Bedard. They sold $2.5 million in season tickets. Wow. Their penalty for the Kyle Beach... Was a million. Two million. Oh, two million. So they sold more tickets in five minutes than they paid in fine for the, the Kyle Beach thing. Yeah. Like that one screamed, you're losing picks. And they and in by the time this thing had broken, they'd already traded for Seth Jones. So they had traded their first round pick in 2022. Right? Yeah. Uh, they ended up with, the, they would have picked sixth last year. They ended up picking seventh because they traded Alex to to Ottawa. 
Okay. Right. Yeah. So you can't do it in 2022. So this would have been the year to slam them in the draft to take their draft picks away from them. I mean, and, I mean, if you're going to take draft picks away from Arizona for working guys just out. Just about to say that. For working guys out. Yeah. And if you're going to take a pick, a first-round pick away from um, from New Jersey for signing Ilya Kovalchuk to a contract that they that circumvents the salary cap. Yeah. Then, you know, covering up a sexual assault for a decade and enabling the perpetrator to go somewhere else and do it again. Yeah. Like, it's just, it's insane, right? Yeah. So that, that, that's reason number one. Reason number two is they tanked hard. Like, like... I hate that. They get, they get it. Like, they, they, you know, they got the pick. What they did worked. There's nothing they did illegal about that. Yeah. But still, you know, they tanked. Yeah. You know, I, I would have loved to, and I said this before, I would have loved to see Columbus get them. Yeah. Because Columbus didn't tank. They Agreed. just they just weren't anywhere near as good as they thought they would be. And their whole team was injured for large stretches of the season. Right? Yeah. So that's a team to me that I would have liked to have seen Connor Bedard go to. Mm-hmm. Uh, I would have liked to have seen him to go to um, Anaheim for some fairly obvious reasons. Um, but Chicago tanked and they tanked hard. And they didn't even pretend... Like they weren't tanking, yeah, you know, yeah. Which which again is allowed. It's allowed. It's not like this whole lottery thing is supposed to discourage that. Yeah, but sometimes it works. Well, the lottery, you know, when I was watching on TV and they were they were going through the odds and stuff like that, and you can only move up this spot, and you can only get the, and if you're in the top two, the bottom two, then you can, and they were going through all this stuff, and I was just like, I was like, man, if this lottery is meant to discourage tanking. They have gutted it. They've completely gutted any of its of the lottery's teeth to discourage tanking, and it's all thanks to Steve Eiserman, you know, filling his diaper about, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. you know, yeah, yeah. when when they yeah. dropped to six, I think, yeah. or something like that. Yeah. Anyways, my my point is is that um, tanking is bad for the game of hockey, and if you want to discourage tanking with a lottery system, then do that. Don't they do? They do. This year, I think you was, can only drop this, down to three. I know. And if this, you're the worst team, I know. And and sometimes that's a big. Let them drop. drop to fifteen. Sometimes that's a big drop. The 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 um the this year was different because if you weren't going to drop lower than three, yeah, you know you're still getting an amazing player, Fantilli, Mitchkoff, or Bedard, or Leo Carlson. If you're not, if you're too scared of Mitchkoff's contract and yeah, his situation yeah. in Russia, yeah. So Just you, smuggle you, him you, out, Mogilny style. Yeah, but you know what? They can't even do that. Yeah. Because he's under contract to the KHL till 2026. Yeah. And the KHL and the NHL have a, all, albeit a... a tenuous. A tenuous. Yeah. But, but they have an agreement that they're not, gonna, they're not going to um, violate each other's contracts. Is that the agreement so even if, even if, on... Even if Matthew Mitchkoff showed up in North America tomorrow... Yeah, the NHL presumably would have to say, "Look, you're under contract to your team." You know, is that not null and void though, based on the sanctions? Oh, there are no sanctions though. Like the NHL hasn't sanctioned Russia in any way. No, no. But what I'm saying is that um, what is the obligation? I, whatever. Why am I asking us this? Like this is a bigger question than us. But what is the obligation of one corporation? 
operating in North America to another corporation operating exclusively in Russia. Well, it's not. But then, but then, what happens when uh, you know some Russian who's under you know let's say uh, let's say um, Kirill Kaprizov just goes ah you know I kind of want to go back home. Uh, you know, so what would stop the KHL then from turning around yeah. and signing Kirill Kaprizov to a ten-year, eighty gazillion-dollar deal to go play for St. Petersburg? I have a feeling you that know? if they could do that right now, that they would. No, they wouldn't. No, they wouldn't because there's an agreement. There's an agreement in place, and they have they, you know, they know that they can't violate it. It's almost like a Cold War thing. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah. it's almost like a Cold War thing. Mutually because, shared yeah, destruction. Yeah, we could. Sure, yeah. we could do that if we wanted to. Yeah. But then what's going to happen the next time one of our guys is under contract? They're just going to come and poach him. All right. Well, listen. Kovalchuk. <clears throat> Moving on. Kovalchuk? <laughs> oh, yeah. Anyways, because he was so, under a 15-year contract yeah, yeah, and then yeah. went to Russia. Yeah, yeah. Anyways, moving on. But, okay, let's, put, let's tie a bow on this before we move on. Second round. Does it suck? You think it sucks. Oh, I thought we were on Chicago already. Oh, we were on Chicago already. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Second round has sucked. Second round has sucked. Not sure what the answer is. Chicago optics are terrible. Not sure what the answer is. Chicago, uh, yeah, I mean, you can't take it away from them The answer is... You can't take it away from them You know what the answer is? The answer was... For the second round? Yeah. The answer is don't do a game every other day for three weeks. What do you mean? I mean, these guys are tired. You want them to show up and play every single night, right? Yeah, but ultimately then, that's what this comes down to. Yeah, but then you're to. wondering about like like this series, like this Florida Panthers Toronto series, like it's like I like every other night. I like every other night. I like it as a viewing fan, but like look I at- I just wish there was rhyme or reason to it because yeah, you know, I mean, now we wait 3 days and then we don't wait 3 days and then we wait 3 days. It's I hear just you. stupid. Yeah. Like, like I always, you know, I'm not going to be the old man screaming at the clouds, but I remember when it was like everybody played one night, then everybody else played the next night, then yeah. everybody else played the next night. Like it was, and you knew who was playing on what night. Yeah. You never know now. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So. Fair enough. Anyways. All right. What day is it? Thursday. It's okay. Thursday today. So Seattle and Dallas tonight and... New Jersey, I don't know New Jersey and New Jersey and Carolina. I have no idea. I literally turn on my TV and uh, just go what's what's on tonight. and just watch the game. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I don't care. I literally yeah. just turn on my TV. Um, final, final, final point. Final topic. Yeah. Is there any point in complaining about refereeing at this point? Absolutely, there is. Let's hear it, Kenny. Scream at those clouds. Well, no, it's just like, how is anything going to change? If you don't, you know, I mean, I see, you know, Ken Reed from Sportsnet. Stop complaining about the referees. Sure. I'd love to. I'll stop complaining about them when they're better at what they do. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I mean, how is anything ever going to change if we don't, if we don't point out the inconsistencies and the, and just the absolute, like, lack of, standard and lack of you know like one thing's a penalty in one period one thing's a penalty and not in another period like i mean how does how does a guy who skated off the ice last week with a bad back and we all know has a bad back get drilled from behind with a cross check mark stone from kyler yamamoto and there's no penalty and it's around the net like don't tell me you didn't see that 
And it wasn't even a battle for position around the net. Stone was driving the net. Yeah. Like, don't tell me you didn't see that. Yeah. So to me, it's just, it's, you know, and Michael Bunting, he had a good point last night. Like, what more do I have to do? I'm bleeding. Yeah. Like, where's the double minor? Goaltender interference. Oh, uh, I, Jamie I, Ben on Phil yeah, Kubauer. Yeah, see, I, I don't even I don't even go into goalie interference anymore. Because yeah. I because I honestly don't know what it is. Somebody engaged me on Twitter about it. I honestly don't know why. Somebody engaged me on Twitter about it and and said like uh, and you know I gave them my explanation of why I thought that it was interference and he said he said something to the effect of like you should be in Toronto you know helping make these calls because I'm always confused as to what's going on and I said what's so confusing about a coin flip? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> what's so confusing about the wheel of justice? <laughs> By the rule book. By the rule book, if a goalie is outside of his crease and another player initiates contact with that goalie, that's goalie interference. And then you, then it's a judgment call as to whether or not Ben was pushed in or he initiated contact. Ben initiated contact before he was pushed in. He was well, pushed in a okay. second time, well, okay. if you watch the whole clip. Anyways, yep. look, it was goalie interference, but it wasn't called as goalie interference. No explanation given. Who, who, know, who knows? Like, I, I never know. Like, and, and then you saw it. it. You saw it. Brian Boucher on the on the broadcast, Brian Boucher was like, this goal, no goal. This goal is coming back. Yeah, this goal is coming back. It's and he couldn't have been more. He sure. couldn't have been more. And sure. then they went yeah. to Dave Jackson, the guy who used to referee in the NHL, who's the yeah. uh, ESPN ref. Yeah, yeah. Like rules guy, and he's like, "No, I think this one's going to stand." And and then and then and then Boucher said, "Well, maybe." And then he said, "No, no, no, it's not going to stand." And then yeah. it stood. So, yeah. like, I, I don't even venture into goaltender interference yeah. anymore because I have no idea what it is. And I have no idea from one game to the next what's going to get called and what isn't. Sir, I couldn't describe goaltender interference to you, but I know it when I see it. The the uh, uh, yeah. landmark pornography case, right? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I can't remember what the judge's name was. I don't. I don't remember the judge's name, and I don't know why I went with a a really. A I don't think it was a guy. I don't think it was a guy like that. Anyways, I know. I anyways, just, yeah. I was kind of. I was yeah. kind of mixing metaphors, right? Because I kind of yeah. had like the you know the classic like you know Southern lawyer, you know, and then I had the anyways yeah. whatever. Um, I thought it was funny in my head, but it kind of it, it went yeah, a little. It fell flatter than as my as my dear father used to say. My dear departed father used to say, yeah. that fell flatter than piss on a plate. And I don't even know what that means. As Well, you back in the Depression. <laughs> yeah. We used to have to piss on our plates. <laughs> to wash them. To wash them, yeah. The ammonia. <laughs> oh, man. So- we didn't have your fancy bubbling soaps. <laughs> Solved. That's it, right there. We should there. make a yep. Reddit a Reddit thing. Piss on a plate, yep. solved. Yep. Yeah. Okay. Great. So, uh, is is there a point in complaining about the refereeing and and by extension about the discipline that the NHL yeah meets or doesn't meet out in the playoffs? I absolutely think there is. I just I've, I can't care less anymore. How could you not care less? Like how could you? You know, especially when you look at the Mark Stone play. It's two nothing Edmonton. Okay, that I, it's two nothing yeah, okay, Edmonton. Yeah. Stone gets wiped out in front of the net. Kyler Yamamoto picks the puck up. The Edmonton Oilers go up the ice and score and make it three nothing. Yeah, like okay, so we talked about blowout games. Okay, right then it's like that's great way to that's make a the blowout. blowout. Yeah. That's the blowout. Yeah, like I I I doubt if Vegas they just didn't seem to have it last night. So I doubt if they would have won that game. But you know, you go into second, you go into the second period down two nothing. 
yeah. with a power play, presumably. Yeah, yeah. Uh, or you go down, you go into the second period down three when they yeah. didn't call anything. Yeah, I mean, so, okay, fair enough. In that example, I agree with you. My trouble is, is that you go into Twitter during any game and you see fans of both teams clipping all these minute little you know, this cross-check or that little slash or that little whatever. But what's minute about cross-checking? It's in the rule book. It's in the rule book. Like, what's minute about it? You cr- you take your stick and you cross-check someone, especially in the back. It's a penalty. Well, there's it's a difference a between a cross-check and a cross-check, if you know what I mean. Yes, there is. There shouldn't be. There shouldn't be, but there is. And I, and I, I accept that. Yeah. There I should mean, be. If you're, I think, if you're, I think just, that if you're just pushing, in the rule book, there should be cross checking, and then in italicized cross checking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, no, I mean, and and the theory is that if you're just using it, your you know your body leverage and you've got your stick and you're pushing a guy out of the way, that's one thing. But okay, you know, yeah. when you rear back and you nail the guy, that's a good. Way that's to a cross check. It. That's a cross check, and and it happens tens, Regularly. at least tens of times a game. Yeah, yeah. I, I've had people say to me, you know, like, and, and, I, and I am in agreement with this, and this is what they tried to do after the lockout and then didn't stick with it. Like, anytime you're using your stick not to play the puck, it's a penalty. It's hmm. a penalty. Hmm. It is. It is. Your stick, you have a stick in order to handle the puck, shoot the puck, score on the goalie. That's what the stick is for. Right. It's not... It's, it was ne- and it's, to hit it's Marty McSurley in the head. Right. Its intended use was never, ever to impede people yeah. by hooking or, 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 you know, hanging on. Yeah. It was, that's, that was never the intent of a hockey stick. It never has, never was, never should be. You know, it wasn't to trip people. It wasn't to hook. It, it's to handle the puck, move the puck up the ice, and ultimately put the puck behind the goalie. And if you're using it for any other purpose other than that, it's a penalty. It's not difficult. Like, people, that's what gets me about hockey people, is, oh, it's so complicated and nuanced. No, it's not. No, it's not. Ken, just admit that you don't understand fighting, okay? Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) That's the one where... To me, that's the one that I just, I just, I, I, I'm I sorry, but my, about, eye, yeah. my, eye, my eyes roll so far into the back of my head when I hear that. Oh, it's complicated. You wouldn't understand. It's complicated and nuanced. No, it's not. No, it's not. Yeah. These guys do it because they can, because they're, I mean, it's against the rules, but it's accepted. Yeah. Like, and, 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 yeah. Yeah, there's against it's the not, rules, and then there's you call against the, the rules. Penalties, italicized. You call the penalties. And the players will adapt. All the players want to know is how much they can get away with. That's all they want to know. Completely agree with that. And they'll push it and they'll continue to push it and push it and push it to see what they can get away with. And it's up to the league to set that boundary. It's not, that's not, it's not up to the players to decide the game. It's yeah. not up to the players to decide how the game's going to be played. Yeah. What kind of back-ass stupid logic is that? Yeah. It's up to a strong league to say... This is the standard. It's going to be imposed every single time. Yeah. And if you go over it, you're going to be penalized. Yeah. You know, like, do you think the Florida Panthers don't know that if they do something eight times, it'll get called twice Yeah. only? And they'll take it. 
they'll yeah. take that. Yeah, yeah. Even though they had a crappy penalty kill and they do have a crappy penalty kill, yeah. they'll take that. Yeah. You know, I think the Edmonton Oilers are thinking, let's run after Alex Pietrangelo enough. Let's cross-check him in the face enough. Let's abuse him enough that when the game is out of reach, he's going to try and break Leon Dreisaitl's arm. Mm-hmm. And wow, good for us. So because if that ends up being like a two-game suspension for Alex Pietrangelo and one, a one game, the automatic one game for Darnell Nurse, yeah. if I'm the Edmonton Oilers, I'm like, that's a freaking good trade. Yeah. That's a great trade for us. Yeah. Yeah, I mean... I hear what you're saying. I don't. I don't love the whole call the rule book argument. I don't love the whole just call the rule book argument. Yeah, because why? Why have a rule book? Why? Like, why would you do that? Why would you do that? Look, Kenny, why would you do that, Kenny? It's complicated. It's nuanced. It's nuanced. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I had to know that that was coming. Yeah. Yeah. No, I. I. I don't. I don't love the the just call the rule book argument um, because I do. You know, I just, it's its just, I want the game played at five on five. It will be once the players adapt. Yeah. That's, what, that's what I'm saying. It will be. I Let's guess. See, I'm going to check. Uh, it's now 11.56 a.m. on Thursday. So we have not yet heard, I don't think. Oh, also Pietrangelo is going to get suspended. Nice. Vegas's Alex Pietrangelo will have a hearing today for slashing against Edmonton's Leon Dreisaitl. So oh, there will be a suspension. Yeah. If he has a hearing, there will be there will be a suspension. Yeah, absolutely. In which case, I, I'm, you know, I mean, so that's I, what the wheel landed on today. Yeah, yeah. I, uh, I'm, I, I thought for sure that was just going to be a fine, and yeah, we'll see what happens. Huh. I, I so now I think what's going to happen is they'll both they'll both like they'll uphold they'll uphold the, like I mean it's kind of a moot point because when everybody hears this it's probably going to be decided oh yeah it'll anyways. Be on Twitter, yeah but I, I no it'll be decided by the time they hear it but I, I assume that they will uphold, that's what I meant the decision uphold, would be on Twitter. yeah, the, yeah. Uh, they'll uphold the um, the uh, nurse suspension the one game suspension and and Pietrangelo will get one or maybe two games. Which in the playoffs is equivalent to two games would be equivalent to four. Correct. Yeah. So. Yes. As as the equivalency uh, czars have told us. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> All right. Anything else you want to talk about before we get out of here? I uh, probably should touch on the world championship that starts tomorrow. Oh, yes. Yeah. Yes. I have been keeping a very cursory eye on that. What do you want to touch you on? You haven't even been keeping a cursory eye on it. Yeah, I've been keeping a cursory eye on it. Okay. Lane Hudson's playing. Yeah. Uh, Sam Montembeau's the goaltender for Team Canada. Probably be Devin Le- Levi. I-, I would think Devin Levi's the number one, but no. Oh, yeah. Yeah, possibly. Yeah. Um, and Joel Hoffer, uh, uh, St. Louis. Um, Adam Fantilli's going. Yes. So can- here's Canada's group. Frederick Dishov who's another Montreal prospect, is the uh, goaltender for Denmark, and he currently plays for Frolunda in SHL. Cool story, bro. Um, so here's Canada's group. <laughs> Canada, Czechia, Kazakhstan, Latvia, Norway, Slovakia, Slovenia, and Switzerland. Whew. What, was Chad not available? <laughs> like, 
was Papua New Guinea? Like, where are they playing? Like, what the hell is this? Canada, Czechia, Kazakhstan, Latvia, Norway, Slovakia, Slovenia, Switzerland. Czechia will be. That's like Czechia. The only decent Czechia, Slovakia, Switzerland. You know, I mean, but still. And the other in the other group, you have Finland, United States, and Sweden. Is Slavkovsky going to the You also have Denmark, Austria, France, and Hungary. What's that? Is is Slavkovsky going to this? I don't think that he is. I I didn't see the announcements. I don't think so. Huh? I don't think so. Just occurred to me. Why wouldn't he? Wasn't he hurt? Yeah, he had like uh, shoulder surgery, but he's supposed to be fine by now. By now, after having so- shoulder surgery, yeah, like midway through the year. Anyways, okay, well, neither anyways. here nor there. Yeah, uh, I guess he's he's not a hundred percent. Um, uh, or they don't want to reaggravate yeah. it for this, but uh, yeah, not not the greatest group uh, in the world. Well, yeah, and you just look, and it's like, wow, everybody, like, like it could be like anybody could win this, right? Canada like, always finds like ways he, to lose this, though. Like oh, to be honest, they, like no, they've been winning, they've been winning, doing their fair share of winning. The last I know, few years. I know, but I, I, I think, a, I think, you know, I mean, Finland, it's in Finland. Like, I mean, you know, I, I gotta think that. I gotta Finland's think that hockey Finland's... players per capita is outrageous. And here's here's what's going to happen. I'm yeah. telling you right now. Yeah, it's being played in Finland, and Finland's fin, Finnish hockey players are out of their minds, like proud and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, <laughs> the New York Rangers are after this tournament are going to go WTF yeah. because I'm gonna, I'm going to tell you what's going to happen. Tell me. Capo Caco is going to be a yes. monster. He's going to be a monster yeah, in this yeah. tournament. Yeah. He's going to lead the tournament in scoring. Yeah. He's going to lead Finland to a, to, a, to a gold medal. He's going to be like the guy. He's going to be a rock star in this tournament. And, and people in, in, in the Rangers are going to go, what? And you, So you know what they should do and then? it was always like with Czechia. Hire Finland's coach. Right, yeah. And it was always like Czechia. It was like Robert Reichel, the Czech Republic. It was Robert yeah, yeah. Reichel. Like, yeah. Why is he a beast when he plays for nothing yeah. in an international tournament? Yeah. And then he comes to the NHL and he's a dog when he makes three and a half million dollars. Yeah. How do you explain that? Yeah. <laughs> but I, that's my prediction for this tournament. Guaranteed Capo contracts, Caco, my friend. Capo Guaranteed Ca- contracts. Capo is going to be a beast. Yeah. He's going to lead the tournament in scoring. He's going to be the leader. He's going he's gonna to do everything. And then the New York Rangers are going to go, ah, oh, God. Now yeah. we can't trade him. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah, uh, yeah. Looking forward to seeing what Adam Fantilli will do in this tournament. Looking forward to seeing. I always like the U.S. team because they always have that blend of young guys and yeah, older guys. Yeah, there's a lot they of never, They never guys. win. They never win. There's a lot of NCAA guys. They never guys ever going there win for the U.S. this <laughs> yeah. year. So, but it'll, it'll be fun. Yeah. Mm. I don't know if it'll be fun. Sixteen teams. Like you got to play the eighty-two regular season game. Regular. The eighty-two game regular season first, yeah, yeah, before anything means anything in this tournament. So, yeah, um, but yeah, yeah, just thought I'd uh, plug it, put in a plug there for the World yeah. Championships, which start tomorrow. Canada plays Latvia. Like Canada should be able to mow through their division, no problem. I remember that, the- and then they'll get then they'll get a, a favorable quarterfinal. So if Canada if Canada does not get into at least get into the semifinal in this tournament. Then shame on them because yeah. they've got the easiest division in the history of divisions. Yeah. And then so which means that they'll get the lowest team on the other side for their, you know, so assuming if it's if Finland, if Finland, United States and 
Sweden all go through, then, you know, the best team you're facing is Germany, maybe Austria, Denmark, France, or Hungary. Like, if they don't get to at least get to the semifinal, then shame on them because it's been pretty well, you know, laid out there for them. Yeah. Um, I remember in 2014 when uh, when Latvia played against Canada about a week later. In the Olympics? In the Olympics. Yeah. And about a week later, I uh, somehow, I don't even remember how, wound up playing with an all-Latvian group of hockey players. Wow. And there was a two-on-one, and my defenseman uh, fell while doing a backwards crossover, just fell. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and I screamed out, where's that famous Latvian defense for me? Nice. Yeah, I thought it was pretty good. Yeah. yeah. And, and he turned around and said, F you? Pretty much. Yeah, you're not Christer's good livskies. <laughs> <laughs> ah! Oh! Hey, Arter's Balsers. Hey, Eric's. <laughs> like, they're all like every name, every first and last name ends in S. Your, in your encyclopedic ho- knowledge of hockey never ceases to amaze me. I can't remember my own phone number, though. <laughs> <laughs> That's the problem. My I know. wife, my wife, can't, you called me like, to ask my, wife me my phone friends, number. My wife and friends, like they like, they're like. I remember my buddy had a had a Leafs trivia book, yeah, and like he was asking, and I was answering every question. And they, his wife finally Huge came up to Leafs me. Fan. His wife finally came up to me and grabbed me and said, "If you could just harness all of that and do something with it, you know, like, <laughs> like my wife, like I can recite entire Bugs Bunny episodes, but <laughs> like, where's the margarine?" I don't know. Like, it's in the fridge. I don't see it. Like, <laughs> what? Oh, okay. Now I understand. No, I like, that was a like, Bugs Bunny episode. Where no, 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 no. It's just, it's just practical. Yeah. Pra- like, there's not a lot of practical use for the stuff. That I no, know. I, I agree with you. <laughs> yeah. I, I agree with you. Yeah. I can talk at, at, at endless hours about how, you know, Otto von Bismarck, you know, united the Prussian Empire and, and, and how. You know, he he kept Austria out and because he wanted there to be, you know, the religious divide and all the rest of it. But I'll tell you, find me the number 10 socket wrench. (laughs) Never, 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 never will happen. So, you know, I uh, I one time we were playing some game about hockey players and and like we're seeing if we could come up with obscure players. And I came up with Odie Cleghorn. And everybody was like, that guy didn't play in the NHL. And I was like, yeah, he was Sprague Cleghorn's younger brother. Yeah. They died like two days apart. And he played for Montreal. And they were like, no, 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 no. And then they yeah. looked it up and it was like, yeah, that guy did play. That's actually a game I've got with a friend of mine, which is name obscure backup goalies from the you know late 90s, early 2000s. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that, yeah. See, the, the one we did was with hockey cards. Yeah. Like, because when you were a, when you were a kid, when I was a kid, we didn't see all the games, so we never saw a lot of guys that we saw on the hockey cards, right? Right. And yeah. I always remember guys like Nick Libet. <laughs> Nick Libet. He played for Detroit. Hardly ever saw him play, but I knew he was in the league because I collected hockey cards. Okay, so Sheldon Kanegieser. Okay, you know, so Dwayne Rupp. Guys like that. The nickname for Joseph Wall is the Wall, the Great Bewoolin Wall of Toronto. The great Bawoolin? Yeah, Bawoolin Wall of Toronto. That's awful. I know. 
But we, you know, it's just, remember, remember, Happy Boolin was, te- was the Boolin uh, wall. Yeah, okay, okay, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then we, so, anyways, we, and then Johnny Bauer was the Great Wall of China or whatever. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And so, anyways, it was just it was just text back and forth. This is with some friends of mine about like just coming up with the most convoluted nickname for this guy because his last name is basically Wall. Yeah. Right. I'm coming gonna up- go. I'm gonna go with Wallsy. That's mine. That's mine. That's a good one. Wallsy. Yeah, that's a good one. Yeah. yeah. Brixie. <laughs> yeah. That's a really good one. You know, you know what the thing is? We're so on a tangent. So I anyways, bye everybody that's not listening to us now. Yeah. <laughs> you know, you know what the thing is about um when people make fun of that, you know, that hockey thing of like, oh, they're just at the last name and put a Y at the end. What's yeah. wrong with them? Yeah. An SY usually. An, an SY, yeah. yeah, yeah. But yeah. what bothers me Dilsy. about that is uh, about the consternation about that is that the thing about nicknames is that they actually serve a purpose on the ice. Okay. They actually serve a purpose on the ice when you're calling for pucks or yeah, you're yeah. calling for whatever. Yeah. And so, it, like, they're no, not coming. I mean, they're I mean, not like coming up with like... nicknames. They're not coming up with nicknames. To 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 entertain the media people, they're yeah. coming up with nicknames yeah, yeah. so they can say Morrissey over here. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's yeah. why they have the nicknames. Yeah. And you're like, you're like, well, that wasn't very creative. And it's like, well, sorry <laughs> for just being one of the top 200 hockey players in the world and coming up with an uncreative nickname so that I can quickly and easily call for the puck. Wow, I I, I can't. <laughs> I'm devastated. I'm devastated. It bothers me so much. And then well, we try like, to make these like, nicknames. But, but, yeah, but like, but like, it's like, it's like, and then when they do come up with those names, like nobody ever calls them that. Like, do you think that the Chicago Blackhawks or uh, Chicago White Sox uh, teammates of Frank Thomas would walk in the, uh, in, <laughs> into the, the, the uh, locker room every day and go, Hey, the big hurt. How you doing? <laughs> <laughs> hey, golden brat. Mr. Hurt. <laughs> yeah. yeah, we call him T.B. Hurt. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. No, I'm, I, and you know, and, and that's why some of, like, some of the more inventive nicknames that actually stick, that actually hockey players use, yeah. are simple. Arbor Jackeye is Wi-Fi. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Tomas Tatar is Tuna. Yeah. I don't know why. As... Well, I think it's got something to do with tartar tartar sauce. sauce. Yeah, Yeah, yeah. well, whatever. But my point is is that the ones that hockey players actually will repeat are ones that, again, Wi-Fi, I'm open. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Tuna, I'm open. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? The ones that those... I wonder if the Tuna one has anything to do with the fact that when he was breaking into the league, the office would have still been on TV, and Andy used to call Jim Big Tuna. tuna. The Big Tuna, yeah. I wonder if that had a a slight... um, Wow, we're okay. Yeah, Thanks yeah. so much for joining us this week at Hockey Unfiltered with Ken Campbell. I was the sidekick today, Dylan Waugh. Check us out on Twitter at Hockey No Filter at Ken underscore Campbell 27. Of course, at underscore Dylan Waugh. Don't forget to leave a review on Apple Podcasts. Subscribe to kencampbell.substack.com and we'll see you next week.